Welcome to the Zell Informer Podcast. I am your host, Alfred Tabax. Alongside me is the brostest with the mostest, Andy Spatiri. Hello, everybody. So this week we're going to talk about Zelda. We're also going to talk about one of the biggest, possibly the biggest uh, news from Nintendo this month, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition, um, and our thoughts and reactions yeah. to that, along with some other stuff. Uh, so first, let's talk about uh, what an article Andy wrote uh, this past week or the week before um, about Breath of the Wild and whether or not it got a pass for a lot of the stuff it did because it was Zelda. So uh, give us your rundown of that and we'll <clears throat> get into that. Um, so basically I stumbled across a, uh, a bunch of comments on the vast internets and, you know, it was from maybe people that hadn't played Breath of the Wild but were just wondering, like, what was so great about it or... Or like you know, trying to look at it from an objective point of view, where you're, where you're a gamer who's not a Zelda fan, you're just like, this is just an open world game, which are a dime or dozen nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's not really, it doesn't have the best gameplay, it doesn't have the most innovative setting. You know, it's a, it's very Skyrim like. Like, why is this game? Why is this game showered with praise? Because it's got it's one of the best reviewed games ever in modern history. So when I when I kind of looked at it through that lens, you know, well, I wouldn't agree with them. I can see where they're coming from and in their questioning of like, why are people so in love with this Zelda game? Like, and even then, when you when you switch over to to the Zelda fans' perspective, you know, I don't think anyone would argue that Breath of the Wild had the best story, had the best dungeons, had the best... Uh, out of Zelda? Um, like, out yeah. of Zelda, yeah. Well, I, we, we've talked so, about the, the dungeons, but yeah, I, you know, comparatively for Zelda, this is... has, mm-hmm. like, 90% of it is the best Zelda yeah, game. Yeah, comparatively, it did a lot of stuff, uh, you know, well, but not maybe not the best it's ever been done. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the open world was, of course, amazing, but um, you know, it's it's probably not up there for some fans with uh, with some of the best. So my question then, I was just examining, like, did Breath of the Wild get a free pass? A from reviewers because a uh, we had to wait so long for it to come out that you know, anything, anything less than this masterpiece would have just been such a letdown and B just because it was a legend of Zelda game versus a, another open world game, kind of like a game that you've been playing horizon zero dawn. Yep. Um, and there's some things like we're not, we're not hating on breath of the wild. Um, a lot of people get upset with us because they're like, Oh, you guys hate the game. All you do is talk negatively about the game. Um, but you know, in or- if you love something, you can be critical of it. Because uh, if you can't look at something critically, then y- you know you're. It's it's a question if you really actually like it or if you're just you know a bandwagon fan. Um, but looking at Breath of the Wild critically and then even comparing it to Horizon Zero Dawn, because ignoring the story um, and even some facets of the gameplay, they're very similar. And there's a lot of things I appreciate about that. And Horizon Zero Dawn with the different, uh, I guess, steeds that you can get. There's like a couple different classes of, of, uh, 
robots that you can ride. Um, and they do the same thing in Breath of the Wild where they'll follow the path um, where you're going. So you'll be walking or you're trotting along and instead of having to manually control where the horse or the bull or the charger is going, it will follow along one of the main roads, which is really nice. That's a really handy thing. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about Breath of the Wild though, and I think that this is probably one of the biggest, I guess you could call it an innovation to gaming is the fact that you can climb on any surface. Is that it's not mm, just... That's that's one of the, the greatest things about Breath of the Wild, yeah. for sure, is that you can literally go anywhere, but, you know, you can go anywhere in a lot of games. And so that is... It, it's, it's understandable why some people were just like, well, you know, just because I can see a mountain and I can climb it, does that mean that Breath <laughs> of the Wild is deserving of, like, a 10 out of 10 Metacritic score or whatever, right? So, and I also just want to point out that in my editorial, I did uh, I did kind of bookend it with like like I do think that Breath of the Wild deserves the praise that it got. Uh, I think that it was a masterful game, and and it didn't need to have the best dungeons or the best story or the best you know it did it, it didn't need that. It just the world itself had so much character. But that's me speaking as a huge Zelda fan, so. You know, it, to to someone that's not a huge Zelda fan, I, I guess I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, and the difficulty is when you look at uh, the, the two comparatively, it, it, it's not that Horizon Zero Dawn's the better game. It just has more going for it, and there's more to do in it. And it's, you know, like you mentioned in, in your article, the side quests in Breath of the Wild were pretty much just fetch quests. There really yep. wasn't a lot to them. Um, the side quests didn't have too much of a story. You didn't spend a lot of time getting to know characters in it um, or connecting with any specific characters. And, or, and that's a problem that uh, I, almost every open world game suffers from. Well, you've been getting... In, a, in an attempt to, to fill up the hours that or justify having such a huge world, they fill it with small, you know, trivial fetch quests. You do get trivial ones, but in in games like Skyrim, and I'd argue even in Horizon Zero Dawn, there are fetch quests, there are random things like, go get, you know, four boar skins and find this for me. But then there are other side quests that are more in-depth, that have character building, and you're encountering different characters and watching them grow through different actions, Um, and sometimes you can influence the exact outcome of something. Uh, which I actually mm-hmm. did, which was pretty cool that you got to decide, you know, whether to fight or to compromise. So, <clears throat> with Breath of the Wild, like I was saying, and this is one of the things that is difficult going to another open world game and not being able to just climb up a mountain and scale up a mountain by, you know, barehanding it. Instead, you have to find little, you know, clefts in the rocks and jump from one to the other or slide along them. And I understand why, because that kind of, you know, there's a more of a progression as to what you're doing. So you can't basically go like they said at the very beginning when they were talking about Breath of the Wild from the bottom of Hyrule Castle to the top and fight Ganon from the beginning. You have to do certain things in a certain progression. So I understand that. But that's one of the things I really appreciate about Breath of the Wild was the fact that, you know, if you had the stamina for it and it wasn't raining, you could pretty much climb anywhere. So mm-hmm. although it was always raining, that's just a positive. Um, I don't think that that alone gives it the ten out of ten. And I argue still that I don't like it when they give games ten out of tens uh, because there's always something it can do better. It's not a perfect game, 
I'd argue that, you know, you could improve graphics, uh, you could improve the story, you could improve the final boss battle of Breath of the Wild. So I don't agree that it's a 10 out of 10. I do think it's a fantastic game, the best Zelda game that, that's come out by far. Uh, and we've talked about that you, before, you, too. Like the best Zelda game ever to come out by far? Well, we've talked about that. We've talked about how it's, you know, I, it's, I think it's one of the best Zelda games, but it's not my favorite. Uh, yeah, like, okay. and, and there's a different reason. We have reasons for that. I don't know which episode that was. That was a while back. But the thing is, is I don't know if it should have gotten 10 out of 10s because there are areas that it needed to improve upon. And there are areas that it didn't have <clears throat> fleshed out in it that would have made it a better game. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, every game's got shortcomings and I feel like everybody got caught up in nostalgia and they got caught up in the fact that we finally got Breath of the Wild that they kind of lost track. And I'm not talking about fans because as a fan, like I didn't even think about this stuff when I was playing the game. It wasn't until after that I could sit back and like think about it and decide, oh, well, you know, there are certain areas that I could see that this game could need improvement on and that they can improve upon in the next iteration of Zelda. Uh, but as a critic and looking at some of the critic scores and seeing IGN give like Breath of the Wild a 10 out of 10 and then Horizon Zero Dawn a 9.3. And I understand that those are two completely different people doing the reviews, but it's it's difficult to see those two scores and think that there's, you know, it not that it seems arbitrary, but it's hard to take it seriously. And, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, nobody takes IGN score seriously. And like that's, you know. Say what you I like. I, I I base a lot of uh, of merit in IGN scores. They they typically kind of jive up with what I like. So yeah, and it just I I kind of agree with the whole you know idea that we can't give Nintendo a pass because they're Nintendo, and we have mm-hmm. a really bad habit of doing that of being like, oh well, it's Nintendo. They're going <clears> to <throat> do what they do anyways. Yeah, but that's not okay. Yeah. Like when we were talking about with the Splatoon uh, mic chat thing. Like, that's a very Nintendo thing for them to do, but that's not something we should roll over and be like, oh, you know, that's Nintendo. Like, yeah, like one one thing that I will say about Nintendo and uh, the whole giving a pass argument is like there is something to be said for the feelings that you get playing a game, the feelings of nostalgia or the feelings of charm when you revisit Hyrule or anything like that. So while a game might not be perfect, like those those aspects can go into making up for oh yeah definitely for something like like when Metroid Prime came out, I I would almost actually argue that that's a damn near perfect game. But for for some of its <laughs> imperfections, I was just I was so happy that that Metroid Prime even existed that it was just you know I could it was super easy to look past any of its shortcomings and that's mm-hmm. like sticking with Metroid like that's almost a, a a perfect example for something that like they they may not be technically the perfect game, but there's a uh, there's a lot going for them. I think that just in terms of the of, of what they emote that they can make up for any imperfections. So I think that Nintendo does get a pass in some sense, but I think that that value that their games have um, carries some weight that allows them to give to you know allow some people to get caught up in a game and uh well it's it's an extrinsic intrinsic value like we're giving it the value mm-hmm. that we think it already has within mm-hmm. it um yeah so, it, it's not something that you can quantify i guess is what i'm saying so it's yeah. not something that you can objectively see it's just something that that their franchises for the virtue that they've been around for so long and a lot of people grew up with them it's just what they make the certain reviewer feel 
Yeah, and I, I understand. Like, I don't, again, I don't think that Breath of the Wild's a bad game. I love that game. I'm mm-hmm. really excited that we're getting two rounds of DLC for it because I really want to dive back into the world. I just think that there's always room to grow and that perfect scores like that, not they don't hinder it, but it's just really difficult to look at that and be like, yeah, but does that really deserve a 10? Like, was it really a perfect game? Are there was any the- games you'd give a 10 to? Just off the top of your head? Mm. Everybody hates it when I bring this up, especially Colin. Um, but I think Undertale's a 10. Uh, I think that that is a mm. perfect game. <clears throat> I know a lot of people are don't don't like my opinion on that, but I think that that is a, Undertale is probably a ten out of ten for me every single time. I've never played it, so I can't comment. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm getting it whenever they release it for the PS4. I'm I'm getting the collector's edition. I love the game. I have mm-hmm. posters of it behind me, wherever my thumb's pointing, right there. It's it's just a great <laughs> game. Um, I even argue. Something like Metal Gear Solid 3 could possibly be a 10. Um, I would, uh, I'd probably back you up if you said that. And then Mario... It would, be, it would be up there for me. Mario Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy would be a 10. I think... You know what I played get, recently was, uh, was Ori in the Blind Forest, and that was, like, that yeah, was yeah. up there for me. That was really good, and I was really excited when it Was it Mario Galaxy that got the 10, or Mario Galaxy 2 that got the 10? Uh, Mario, Mario Galaxy got, uh, Mario Galaxy 2 got a 10 for sure. I know that. I'm not sure. I think Mario Galaxy got a 10 as well. I think it did. I think it got a, cause I remember some people weren't happy. No, it got a nine out of seven and Mario Galaxy 2 got the 10. Um, I'd argue that those games are, you know, flawless. Like mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy 2 um, is really, really good. It doesn't have the same, like, not that there's a nostalgia to it because the games are so similar, but like that wonder yeah. and amazement that you got the first time <clears throat> yeah, you played I think I Mario like Galaxy. Mario Galaxy One a little bit better, mm-hmm. but uh, Mario Galaxy Two was awesome. Yeah, Yoshi was wicked. <clears throat> and so those games, I'd argue, you know, that's you know deserving of a ten. Um, it's just like looking back on Breath of the Wild, and I guess it's just spoiled for me because the the final boss battle just really underwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I will always go back to with the game is like, you know, bear with me now. Metroid Other M wasn't terrible. The gameplay was was good. The story was eh, but the gameplay was pretty good. I didn't like the switching to the first person. It would have been fine as a a standard 2D. Um, The final boss battle of that game was one of the most was the most anticlimactic thing uh, that you could have had happen. Spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't played the game, you you're led up to believe that a specific girl is like a reincarnation of Mother Brain or something, and she's going crazy. All the Metroids are going crazy because of her, and you think, ah, this is gonna be a great boss battle. We just fought, you know, a a a Super Metroid or a Metroid whatever that Queen, the Hatcher, yeah, and we're gonna fight the the you know the fight the Metroid, you know, the one that we've been Mother Brain that we've been building up for and then all you do is shoot her once and then that's the end yeah and of course you go back and fight fantoon in the epilogue when you have to go get adam's helmet um but even even that point in the game where you haven't encountered any metroids and there's they're like oh the metroid uh, inhabit or habitat is going crazy like 
they're all going to escape if we don't do something. And you're thinking, yes, I get to go in and take out all these Metroids. And then Adam's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to blow it up. You won't have to fight yeah, it. That was, I think that it, like getting on topic here, but I think other M gameplay wise was, was fine as well. I just like, I think the low point for the Metroid series was the Ridley battle. Like that was just so bad. It was, it just showed that Nintendo doesn't understand Metroid and what, what makes the character of Sam's popular mm-hmm. and what, well, I, I'm I mean, going like, to talk, stop talking about this, actually, because I have an article coming out about this. I'm, so. I'm conflating the two. Like, I'm comparing how that made me feel. Because mm-hmm. there was a huge buildup when you were fighting Ganon in Breath of the Wild. Like, you were getting really excited. You're like, ah, this is the character, the, the, the ultimate evil yeah. behind everything. And it was just one of the easiest bosses. And then it was, like, just a walk in the park. Like, like literally, it was a walk in the park. I just, yeah. I just ran in between his legs. It, it, it was it was a little disappointing. That, that was... Yeah. Uh, Compared and we've ripped on it before, yeah. so... And that's what I'm saying, like, I don't think it's a 10 because of smaller... Well, not necessarily small, but stuff like that. I don't... I think it's a 9+. plus. I don't think it's a 10, though. And I think to just mm-hmm. give it a 10 because, you know, Nostalgia, Nintendo, Zelda, that kind of does more harm than good because looking back on it, a lot of people weren't content with the boss battle. A lot of people weren't content with stuff like that. The the dungeons, the uh, the beasts because they were really short they were really underwhelming and going back and nintendo is going to have to look at some of the feedback from that and think okay what can we do in these areas to improve upon in the next game and who knows what we're getting for the dlc i i have absolutely no idea uh for the the second second part champions ballad not the first one that's actually if you're listening to this it probably either came out today or yesterday this is on a saturday because we couldn't cover it today because it's not out yet. But <clears throat> I think that ultimately at the end of the day, you might disagree with me, but I don't necessarily think it deserved tens. And I don't think that we should be giving Nintendo free passes because <clears throat> of something we're about to talk about. But mm-hmm. yeah, do you agree? Disagree? Um. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably disagree with you, but I wouldn't be if someone went up to me and said like I think that Zelda is only like a nine point five out of ten. I'd be like, okay, you know, I you know, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't take much to convince me of that. Like, um, even you know, even again, like ask me ask me after the final DLCs come out, and yeah. my answer could very well change oh. to to maybe it's lower, maybe it's higher. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of look at it like, as a whole. I, like, I don't think they got a free pass. I think they. I think Nintendo's very good at trading on nostalgia and emotion, yeah. and I think that they utilize that well. Um, the game again. The but game I can is understand fantastic. where people are coming from. The game is fantastic. I'm not. I'm not ripping on it, saying it's a terrible game, because a lot of people mm-hmm. get upset when we talk negatively about Zelda. Right. But I, I, I think that there's a lot that could be improved upon in it. As far as Zelda games go, it's a 10. As far as games overall go, I don't think it's a 10. And so that that's also, like I say, it's the, it, in my opinion, it's the best Zelda game we've gotten, period. And see, that's the hardcore Zelda fan in you too, though. Yeah. So it's interesting to see where other people might not uh, agree or disagree with us on, on that. Yeah. Uh, let us know how you feel and threaten us because, you know, you hate us. But... <laughs> Moving on, 
Let's talk about the Super Nintendo Classic Edition and how excited we are to not get one. So, for those those of you that don't know, Nintendo, I don't know how you wouldn't know, but Nintendo announced that they're doing an SNES Classic Edition or the Super NES Classic Edition or the Super Famicom, depending on the region you're in. Uh, Mm -hmm. They opened up pre-orders. It was, this is a really weird scenario. So, they opened up pre-orders in Europe the, like, an hour or two after. And it was open on Amazon, Game, and I think maybe one other site. Nintendo's actually official Nintendo store. Uh, They opened up, and then they closed, and then they opened up again. But they didn't tell anyone that they were opening pre-orders. And so I was thinking, uh, you know, if I'm going to want one, I'm going to have to buy it um, through those pre-orders because we don't know where the American one's coming. Turns out, though, if you were one of the people that pre-ordered it overseas... They would canceled your pre-order because they were not going to ship it overseas to you. So, so you couldn't pre-order it from another company in another country. Uh, and then we still don't have a pre-order uh, option for North America. So there's been conflicting rumors. I don't know if there's been any actually published things, but we've been hearing a lot on our end that Nintendo is not actually doing pre-orders for North America releases. No, my my girlfriend went to EB yesterday, or called EB, to uh, to try and pre-order a Super NES Classic. EB responded that they were not doing pre-orders on them, um, just like they did with the NES Classic. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a hassle. The, the, the silver lining is that Nintendo said that they were producing significantly more uh, units of this than they were of the NES Classic, but I just like I wonder but, how much goodwill was already burned on the NES Classic. I actually wrote about this going into the NES, uh, the Super NES Classic. So, well, and here's uh, the difficulty: a lot of people are going to be so burned that they're not even going to try. There's already uh, EU pre-order scalpers all over eBay, three hundred, four hundred dollars or pounds mm-hmm. or whatever, um, which is a little bit more in USD. <clears throat> But you have all of these people that bought like five or six pre-orders that are selling them and upcharging them. I mean, even some websites were upcharging them because of the demand. And Nintendo has stated that they're going to be shipping and making these until the end of the year. So that's from September to December. A very limited run. Um, and there's just a lot of things that don't make sense about the way they're handling this. Uh I'm not going to be one of those people, like, I can't be one of those people that waits outside GameStop for, like, five or six hours or, you know, 24 hours to get a Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, Andy and I talked about this beforehand, like, we, we can't afford to do that. Like, we've got stuff, you know, work, school, whatever it is, that we're going to have mm-hmm. to be doing. And we can't just be, like, calling in sick because I want to wait for the SNES Classic Edition at GameStop for 24 hours. That, yeah, that's and just, you're gonna have to be there like 24 oh, hours yeah. early. Like it's not, it's not gonna be a fun lineup to be in. And I just wonder, I just wonder why Nintendo. First of all, I'm I'm actually surprised that Nintendo didn't do a reissue of the NES Classic because I thought that that was more likely than making an SNES Classic. Yeah, but you know whatever. So they did that. I just and they say they're producing significantly more you know units, but I, I just don't believe them. I don't I don't trust Nintendo to get their their shipping handled. Um, I don't trust them because when of how, when have they ever done it? Right? Like 
Well, it's not necessarily the shipping. It's the fact that they're so, they're huge fans of artificial demand. And I've said that time and time mm-hmm. again is Nintendo loves making artificial demand. And Yeah, absolutely. It, it goes back 30 years. It goes back 30 years to when Peter Mayne joined Nintendo. Well, when we when we learned about the Nintendo Entertainment System Classic, that the NES Classic, we didn't think it was going to be a limited run. We thought that this was going to be something that they were just going to keep going, like a little $60 thing. Like, it's not that <clears throat> expensive to make. They're making uh-huh. way more money with people buying them than they would be producing them. Um, so the ROI was, was great for Nintendo. But all of a sudden, after months and months and months of not being able to get one, we learned that they're stopping production, that there's no more. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean that, that was that just like me. a kick right in the nuts. Because when you well, think that, about it, like Nintendo... Nintendo has made um, Nintendo has made you know these these short shipping you know high demand things before with Amiibo with the Wii with oh, yeah. the Switch well, I I but eventually think... they've got a they've got a handle on it. Well, this one they were just like, here's here's the difference between all those instances with the Wii they didn't ever think it was going to be as popular as it was um, mm-hmm. when that first came out. That was probably the hottest console to get. Um, I remember that like clear. As clear as the day is, uh, Christmas, uh, wanting a Wii, I'll, like wanting it desperately, um, but my parents couldn't find one. They were, you know, waiting. This was back in 06, I think. It was in probably the end of my sixth grade year. Um, and they found one eventually, uh, like after waiting in line for a long time, but they would just get sold out and sold out and sold out because Nintendo didn't know that people wanted them. Um, and then comes the Wii U where they think, oh, it's going to be great. So they mass produce them uh, and then it's a flop. But then we get to Amiibo and we see that they're a huge success, but Nintendo has chosen to make them collector items. And to that, I can kind of understand, like, I hate it, but I can kind of understand it. I don't really understand it as much with the Breath of the Wild. I don't understand it at all. Um, and I hate it. Well, and... I could understand it more if it was kind of like this. So, like, if it if Injustice Two had amiibo, let's let's put it this way: if Injustice Two had amiibo, and with each amiibo you got a specific like limited edition costume for each character that you you tapped in, I could understand that because it's an online game where everybody gets to see your costumes, um, and so like it'd be like, oh, you got that costume, that's awesome, because I couldn't find that because I couldn't get the amiibo for it. But the thing is with the amiibo that we've got, none of them have any real consequence on the game, aside from in Breath of the Wild, where they get you specific armor, um, which is really difficult to find because they're difficult mm-hmm. to find. Um, and to to some extent, I understand that they want to make those collector's items. Um, and they, that's fine. I'm over that. With the Switch, they messed up with production, uh, not costs, but amount. So they don't have enough like of a specific part to continue making them. And they're working on that. Uh, See, I haven't heard any, any major horror stories about not being able to find a switch. Maybe that's just cause I got mine fairly painlessly right away, yeah. but uh, well, like, you I, know, like, I, I definitely, it hasn't been Wii level. Well, I've been hearing people like they've been everywhere. They've been getting them. They've been selling out here. So mm-hmm. Best Buy's have been selling out. GameStop's have been selling out. That's, that's one of the things like I, I know that that's selling out really difficulty or really, quickly and it's a difficulty to get one but i don't know if that's because nintendo can't match the demand or if it's because they're just not shipping enough on purpose i don't i think it's more of the former from what we've been hearing 
that Nintendo has been having difficulty with the, getting the parts together for it. Um, and they've been competing with, I think, Sony for a specific part that they need. So I understand <clears throat> why that would be difficult. Now, flash forward to the NES and the SNES. I don't get it because it's not like they're difficult things to produce. It, it's not like they're remaking a Nintendo Entertainment System or a Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's a box with an emulator and two controllers and in X amount of games. So I don't think that they're difficult to produce. It, it just really seems like Nintendo hates money. Because it's artificial demand. It's, it is. It's their it policy. Just, it's stupid. It goes back 30 years. It's dumb. It just seems like they hate money because if I was Nintendo and... I saw hundreds of thousands of people wanting this thing. I would be like, okay, let's make them until the demand's gone mm -hmm. and then be done with it. Because again, I do not think these things there, are very expensive. There is no way that they didn't know how popular mm -hmm. that would be either, that NES Classic. Well, especially, especially last year when they didn't have a Christmas game. That, that was their, yeah. their ticket for the holidays and they completely botched it. Like, I would have mm -hmm. loved to have one. I don't want one now. Yeah, I really want, again, we both really want a Super Nintendo Classic Edition. A lot of people do, mm -hmm. um, but it's just, it's not feasible to, you know, pay ridiculous prices from scalpers, um, and it's not feasible to go wait, you know, to, for un, an ungodly amount of time to go get one. It's it's, it's not worth it um, to be waiting in, like, food stamp lines to get a an $80 console, and Nintendo kind of burns fans when they do stuff like that because absolutely absolutely like why would you why would you bother why would you trust that you can even attempt to find an SNES classic after the first one after the first fiasco well, and Nintendo Life wrote an article about it um, and how it like destroys uh, consumer trust so because a lot of people are at this point are thinking well you know what's the point you know why why should I even try to get one you know, I'm just going to yeah. drive all the way to GameStop or Best Buy or wherever and find out that they're sold out. And you're going to go look on eBay, find 30, 40, 50,000 of them, you know, mm -hmm. being sold for ridiculous amounts of money. And, you know, that happened with Amiibo, that happened with Wii's, that happened with, you know, it's just, it's happened over and over again. And, and you don't see this kind of stuff with other companies. You don't see this with uh, Sony or Microsoft. And that's the distressing thing is... You can only do this for so long before people start to get fed up with it. And this is what I was talking about when we were talking about the free pass thing. I don't think, I think Nintendo's running out of free passes when it comes to stuff like this. Because like, like we were saying, you can only do this a certain amount of times before people get fed up with you. Like if every day I said, hey Andy, you want 50 bucks? And every time you said, yes, I kicked you in the balls. <laughs> eventually you'd stop saying yes. Even if I had $50 to give you. Absolutely, yeah. It's the whole Charlie Brown and Lucy football thing, you know? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm interested to see, you know, I'm sure that Nintendo will make lots of money off this despite itself, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure that they can, they're going to try and find a way to mess it up. But, <laughs> well, like, seriously, it, it's it's such an e it's it's a layup, you know? Mm -hmm. But instead they're trying to make it this half-court shot that just doesn't need to be it can be easy and you can make everybody happy but you just i don't mess. know or, or maybe they have learned their lesson from the nes classic you know who knows maybe we can be optimistic mm -hmm. but i mean 
We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. The yeah. game certainly looked good in it, for yeah. sure. There, there's, uh, there's a couple of missions in there that I would have liked to see, but, like, really, and I wasn't expecting as many games as the SNES yeah. Classic, because, of course, <laughs> those games are so much bigger, but, like, that's that's really, like, a who's who of just absolute classics. And then so, even a new old game, Star Fox 2. Yeah. So yeah, and, and I, never, I never played Star Fox on uh, Super Nintendo either, actually, so I'm kind of excited for it. And the, and the thing is, the problem ultimately with this is a lot of people, you know, uh, I was reading the same Nintendo Life article, if I could find it, I'll link it, um, is that Nintendo might be thinking, oh, this is a good way for people to get some hands on their, uh, to get their hands on some classic games before the virtual console comes out for the Switch. But these are two completely different audiences. Sure, there's going to be some overlap, like people that are buying, that bought the Switch like us are going to buy these, are going to try to. But there are going to be those people that aren't going to touch the Switch that are like, I, I remember playing a Super Nintendo. I'd love to play, you know, Link to the Past again, you know, Uprised on HDMI. Right. And, and those people aren't going to buy a Switch and they're not going to get it and play those virtual console games. And you're missing well, out even, on a huge Even for market. me, I'm buying it like half just for the, uh, just for the actual like miniature SNES. Yeah, that's I'm, the that's the draw for me, and it's it's just they're missing out and they're alienating markets whenever they do stuff like with with limited runs and limited demand. Like I again, I don't understand why they cancel it. You know, September to December, that's their run for it, and that's the end. That doesn't make sense. I to don't me. know because it's the whole it's at least it's going to be in Christmas. No, we're not going <clears> to <throat> find one, but it's going to be out in Christmas. I will. Uh, I'll give. I'll, I'll give you the link for an article I wrote about my about my the only reasoning I could find for what happened with the SN, or with the NES Classic. Um, I wrote about it and did some research into it. So, but it, no, it doesn't make sense at all. So, if you guys want to want to read that, you can check it out. But it's a head scratcher. So yeah, it just it just boggles my mind that Nintendo's doing this again. A lot of people and and um, this isn't baseless. Like we're not just throwing this out randomly like the the pre-orders filled up really quickly um and they're again they're not doing a pre-order run for for north america which really sucks uh that that's really difficult because you know trying to get there at 10 a.m when they open um knowing that they're like i had to get there early to get a switch i had to be at gamestop early to reserve one um can only imagine the the line for the super nintendo classic <clears throat> it's just it, we'll wait and see we'll wait with bated breath but uh we don't really have high hopes for it and i don't think a lot of people do if you just looked no. up uh and why S- would you well if right. you looked up snes classic you know the hashtag on twitter you just saw hundreds of thousands of people lamenting the same thing that we're talking about right now not being able to get one um just it, it's it's going to be interesting we'll see what happens but um don't Get your hopes up too high because they mm-hmm. might crash down pretty hard. Um, that was really negative. So let's go into the uh, more positive topic. Uh, Andy, what's your topic? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say if it's more positive or not, to be honest with you. <laughs> so this topic is brought to you by Metro Prime 4. Um, not literally. We don't doing, get sponsorship for the show. I was doing some... Research is probably too heavy of a word, but I was uh, I was curious after Metro Prime Four was announced, and I was like, that took seven years 
for the next Metroid game to come out, and uh, you know, Nintendo well, no, no, just you're, sat you're forgetting on that property. About, you're forgetting about Federation Force. Okay, so for the next real <laughs> Metroid game to come out, so Nintendo just sat on that property for all of that time. Despite like Metroid has a has a decent um, sell rate per game, so most of the games average at about you know a million million and a half units sold, which isn't too bad. It's enough to keep making games, so that's a solid entry. But they just sat on this for for X amount of time, so it got me thinking. Like Nintendo has tons of franchises that they just sit on. There hasn't been an entry for some some of these games like years, like over a decade. So I wanted to, to throw these games out to you, give you some uh, sales figures for them, and give me a yay or a nay if you would, first of all, A, like to see them come back, or and B, if you think it makes sense for Nintendo to bring them back. Okay. And I'm gonna get, if, depending on what it is, I'll also give my opinion on what it should be. Right. So okay. we'll see. <clears throat> so the first one is F-Zero. The last it- F-Zero game to come out... Um, was in 2003, which was F-Zero GX slash AX. Now, there was an F-Zero game released exclusively in Japan um, <coughs> called GP, GP yeah. Racing or something like that, but I never saw the light of day over here. So, the F-Zero series, ha- it hasn't let the world on fire in terms of sales, so it has 2 million sales um, all in all. So, my, my question is, should that series come back? Would you like to see it come back? Um, I definitely, I, I wasn't, I never really played it that much. Uh, I think it's also interesting to note that that's going to be included on the SNES classic. Uh, and it's featured prominently too. Yeah. Um, and I think it's should come back and I think we might see it come back and here's how, if it was going to come back anytime soon, here's how they would do it. They'd get the team behind the fast RMX, um, or fast racing Neo, depending on which console you played it on. Um, Mm. To do it, and they'd all, you know, have other Nintendo people in it, but like to flesh out characters because part of the draw was the gameplay, the other part was the goofy characters, like Captain Falcon's mm-hmm. Captain Falcon, and that's the brand recognition for F Zero. Um, yeah, which is which is funny to think because like Captain Falcon now is is way more recognizable than anything for in, way more recognizable in Smash for than anything he did in F Zero. So yeah. and you could almost do the Fire Emblem treatment and pump up those <clears throat> F Zero games by trading on Falcon's popularity. You could you know full voice acting or you know give give some fleshed out cutscenes. Like I think that that's a very feasible thing to see. I'd love mm-hmm. to see it again, not necessarily for myself. But for all those people that really want it, um, mm-hmm. I could just, again, I could just see that team because I've played, you know, Fast Racing Neo. Um, it's a great game. Really difficult. I suck at it. Uh, but seeing that kind of a game play out on the Switch with Nintendo brand recognition would be great. Unless what they're trying to do is push this fast, you know, MRX as their new F-Zero. I don't think so. It doesn't have the classic Nintendo character appeal. You know how mm-hmm. each each Nintendo game's got that like one thing about it that like has a like a flagship character that sets it apart. So I think that we we might see one. I think there should be one, and I think that's how we'd see one. Yeah, I think I would love to see one because GX was an awesome game. Um, and I think we will eventually when the time is right. There's been enough hints the the DLC in Mario Kart the. Um, you know, the very prominently featuring of F-Zero in the SNES Classic all kind of 
you know, made, caught my eye when I was making this list. So I hope that that's one. Um, so the next one, Kid Icarus. Last game was in 2012, uh, Kid Icarus Uprising. Mm. Sold 1 million units, so a very, a very respectable showing. The last game before that was, of course, back for the Game Boy in, like, mm-hmm. 1990. Um, I'm not sure what the sales figures on the first two Kid Icarus games are, but, I mean... Uprising sales figures were pretty, were pretty, you know, good so, for for what it was. So Uprising touched Metroid numbers, and again, comparatively to Mario, Pokemon, and Zelda, those aren't that high. Mm-hmm. But for what they are, they're pretty high. Kid Icarus, Kid Icarus Uprising is actually one of my favorite Nintendo games. Um, I love the humor in that game. I love the gameplay in that game. I played the mess out of it when it came out. I, when I one of the websites I used to go on, one of the forums I used to go on when it came out. Um, I'd ho- host uh, game nights on Kid Icarus Uprising on the, on the multiplayer. So I love that game. It's fantastic. That completely took Kid Icarus and put a, an entirely new spin on it. Uh, gave us Dark Pit and Pit with actual voice characters. Um, gave the game like a, a new facelift. It, it was just there's so much about the game that was amazing. A great game. Um, I'd love to see a sequel to it. I don't know how they do it with the same, you know, could on the Switch, obviously, um, same exact play style, maybe change it mm-hmm. up a little bit, maybe improve upon it. Same type of humor, same characters. Um, just just build upon what made Uprising great and put it, you know, put it on the Switch. It, it was just such a great game. I loved everything about that game. The weapon system where you find more weapons, um, you can add stuff to them, you have... Uh, like the little touchscreen at the bottom where you have different powers. Uh, I just really like that game. I know that a lot of people didn't, and I know it gave a lot of people, like, hurt a lot of people's hands because um, mm-hmm. you played it. I, I, just, I didn't like that game, to be honest with you. It, it was awkward to play with the stylus. <laughs> if it, yeah. it would have controlled, that's, like, my thing. Like, I don't like the DSL games either because it was awkward to play with the stylus. Mm-hmm. Just give me a regular D-pad or whatever, and I'm fine. But yeah. um, I would like to see it come back because the parts that were really cool were, like, the almost Star Fox parts where you're flying through and yeah, you're um, rail shooters. You were shooting people, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked that game. I'd love to see more of it. And again, like you said, change the, the control. Keep the gameplay, mm-hmm. change the control setting. Um, maybe even make the... I don't know. I don't know how you'd fi- change the gameplay a bit to where it'd be more modern and more up-to-date and, and polished. But I'd love mm-hmm. to see, in the same vein of Kid Icarus Uprising... A new Kid Icarus game. I don't know if we'll get one, but I really hope we do. I, I think we will. <laughs> they had so much representation in Smash that I, I think we That's are going to get them eventually. Okay, so these next couple games that I have, I couldn't find sales figures for a lot of them, which just tell me that they didn't really do that well to warrant you know, having their sales figures posted anywhere, but I'm going to throw them out anyways, and we'll just see where we go from there. So, 1080. The last game in the 1080 series was 1080 Avalanche, which was released in 2004, and before that was just 1080 Snowboarding for the N64. Nintendo doesn't really do sports games anymore, and actually, I didn't write this down, but Wave Race, too. We haven't had a Wave Race game since Blue Storm, I think. Um, so, they like, the only sports games they seem to be interested in are the Mario sports yeah. games. So my... If, if 1080 were to come back, do you think that it could differentiate itself enough to be successful because i i owned 1080 avalanche and it was fun but i don't think that that game was a smash hit by any means if if they brought it back it'd be a mario game it'd be a mario sports game 
Um, and I don't think they'll ever do that because I think that they're going to stick with that type of thing and throw it in Mario and Sonic <clears> at the <throat> Olympic Games. Because um, mm-hmm. there was snowboarding in that, there was skiing in that. Um, that's that's their catch-all, uh, is, is the Mario Sports Series and the Mario Sonic the Olympic Games. I don't think we're going to see any standalone sports games from Nintendo anymore. I, uh, I don't either, which makes me kind of sad. Cause especially, though, with Steep uh, on the Switch, I don't think we're going to see another game like it. Not because it's like a unique game, but because I don't think Nintendo is going to think it's worth it to put another game like that on the Switch. That's mm-hmm. just me. I don't think we're going to see one. I don't. I don't really care as much about it as I do the other games. Um, All right. So next game, Golden Sun. The last game mm-hmm. in the Golden Sun franchise was Golden Sun Dark Dawn, which was released in 2010. And of course, Golden Sun and Golden Sun The Lost Age were released at the start of the Game Boy Advance's life cycle, and they both sold um, fairly well. So it was surprising that Nintendo never uh, never capitalized on that momentum. And when I mean, when when Dark Dawn came out, that game, that, you know, that series was dead on arrival. So Nintendo just ensured that it was so ice cold that you know, nobody cared about that game. So I would like to see another Golden Sun game. I liked the first two a lot. I don't think it'll happen. Is Camelot still a company? Like, n- I I have no idea <laughs> because they're the ones that did Golden Sun, the Camelot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did like Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, Golden Sun. Um, Golden Sun was really their their big uh, thing. But they, you know, if you if you just look up what they're doing now, you know, they're the ones that are doing. Mario Tennis Open, Mario Golf World World Tour. So they're they're the the Nintendo mm-hmm. sports team now, um, not the. Uh, well, not the Mario but that, that's funny because they were still doing that when they no, were. No. Uh, they were still doing that while they were doing uh, Golden Sun, but so that's what I'm saying. That that's what they're doing. It. We might see one. Um, I think it'd be cool because mm-hmm. Golden Sun was a really interesting RPG for Nintendo to like put out to have. Um, it was very not complex, but it took skills. It was charming in its simplicity. It had a good battle system. Um, it was an it interesting felt like, story. It felt like their answer to Final Fantasy, um, in a way. Yeah. It, I mean, you could argue Chrono Trigger was that, um, but it felt a lot like that type of game. And I'd like to see a new one, mm-hmm. but I think that that series might be dead in favor of Xenoblade. Yeah, I, I don't think that we'll ever see another one. Um, I think you just, you nailed it. You actually, like, literally took the words out of my mouth. That was, uh, I think uh, I think Xenoblade is the is Nintendo's new JRPG and Golden Sun just kind of ran its course. Yeah, and that's so, fine. You know, they're great games. Uh, seeing a remastered be nice. I just don't think we're going to get anything like that. I, I think that it's done. We're not going to see another. I, I don't think so. I think games. Virtual Console is best that you can hope for. Yeah. Uh, okay, so two more. So next is Punch Out, which is funny because we were talking about this last week with Arms. With arms um, yeah. So the last Punch Out game was on the Wii. I can't remember what it's called, but it came out in two thousand seven. Um, surprising to me that if we if we see Punch Out again, this is what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be DLC for Arms in some form or fashion, like mm-hmm. Little Mac or <laughs> something along those lines. But it was surprising to me that ARMS was made in favor of Punch-Out, because Punch-Out at least had the recognition of the, of of the name. 
So it, it, it seems like it would have been easier just to just take those characters and, and have the same game, essentially, but just put that in that punch-out world. So I mean, I think the difference is they wanted to do the... I think, honestly, I think here's how the planning process for ARMS went, is let's do a 3D fighting game. Let's do mm-hmm. something where they can reach across the field. And so ARMS was born because you have extendable ARMS and you're not just stuck, you know, backing away from each other or being too close to each other or being too far away. Um, I think that was the concept behind that and everything else came secondary. Obviously, that's how Nintendo works is gameplay first. So I think that's how they went about that uh, is being able to do that kind of a form of media on mm-hmm. mine because uh, they really wanted to like they're still trying to expand their online presence, um, taking baby steps to do it. So I think Splatoon was their first foray into real online competitive gaming and now arms. <clears throat> and I think that like kind of like the same thing with golden sun is that punch out's gone in favor of arms. Uh, if, if I, I don't know if I'd say punch out is gone for good. I think it's gone I, for now. I can I, see I, DLC, I think that DLC is more likely, but I don't think we're going to get a whole nother punch out game. Um, and what's very likely is in the next smash game, should that come out whenever it comes out, we're probably going to see a character from arms mm-hmm. instead of, or along with little Mac. Cause they're going to try to, not that they're going to try to phase that out. I just think that Nintendo's looking more towards the future with what they're doing. Um, they're really pushing, you know, new Zelda. Like this is Zelda like you haven't seen before new Mario Mario, like you haven't seen before um, a new Pokemon game. Like you haven't seen before is coming out. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to like, Oh, look at all these things that you can only get on the Switch that have never been seen before. Um, and, you know, Splatoon is, is a unique idea. ARMS is a unique idea. I just feel like they're going to try to phase out, you know, things that haven't really stood the test of time, like Punch-Out! And... But then you get into the whole argument of why hasn't it stood the test of time and could it if Nintendo would have got behind it? But that's a different argument for another yeah. day. So, uh, I, I, I like to actually. There's two more. So, WarioWare. Haven't seen a, a proper WarioWare game since 2009 with, uh, what was that game? Like, Wario Twist. Twist or something like that, or For Shake or something stupid. Yeah, Shake. I think. Now, there, there was Game & Wario, which came out, but, and I, I, I gotta be honest, I've never played a WarioWare game, because that just isn't really my cup of tea, they're but, like, uh, They're like, it's like, if you want, if you took LSD and then took steroids and then played Mario yeah. Party. Um, I feel like that's like a, a 30 Red Bull binge game right there. And that's, I think, uh, 1-2 Switch was supposed to be a WarioWare game. Which is, uh, which is again, surprising to me why they went to just launch with... Like, I think that WarioWare is actually perfect for mobile. And if we see another WarioWare game, I expect that's where it's going to be. On the Switch, um, yeah. No, um, no, no, like on, like on, on your phone. On mobile, oh, okay. Yeah, um, that, that yeah, makes sense that. to me because it's so quick. <laughs> Just like but, swipe tap, um, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I'm surprised that we haven't seen that already because I thought that that would have been their first game that they made. I I think that I don't know if they're trying to get rid of WarioWare, but I know that that was what One Two Switch was originally because um, mm-hmm. they've talked about that. It's the same director, same same team, um, and I don't know if this is this isn't really related to the WarioWare, but Wario in general. Wario World um, was a fantastic game. 
one of Nintendo's hidden gems, pun not intended there. Um, was that the one for the Wii? GameCube. The Wii was oh, Wario Land right. Shake It. That's which right. Which was a very interesting one. Wario World was a 3D Wario game. Yeah, uh, I still have uh, I still have Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land for my Game Boy, yeah. which is an awesome game. The the WarioWare games or Wario games in general have always been fun because there's a different like characterization to them and a different way to play them than you find in Mario games, especially mm-hmm. Mar- Wario World. Like that was probably one of my favorite games for GameCube, um, along with a few others. But it, I'd like to see that type of game again. Um, just something so weird and off the wall that only wario could do it because that's Mm -hmm. what that game was if you've ever played wario world you know exactly what i'm talking about that game was so bizarre and like kind of creepy i still think that it's only a matter of time before we see a warioware game on your cell phone i just think that makes too much sense not to do yeah i'd just like to see wario come back in like a two or 3d version on the switch and like a more warrior world or land form uh i don't know about that (laughs) I don't think I, it's I likely. I think if Wario's coming back, it's going to be the WarioWare um, version of Wario. Mm, that's likely. It's so my last one, um, and I wasn't going to put it on, but what the hell, is Earthbound slash Mother. <clears throat> We've never yep. had a release for Earthbound other than the original release, not counting and, Earthbound Beginnings. And that's um, interesting. Mother, Mother 3 still isn't over here, but like clearly there's demand for it, and clearly Nintendo knows that. Well, so, and isn't Earthbound on the SNES Classic? Yes. So they're aware that people want these games. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and But the, the question is, do we ever think that they'll make a new one? And I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the beer I'm drinking, but I, I feel like they're going to say yes. I, I feel like a new Earthbound game, if there's ever like, going to be a time for one to come out, it's going to be now. Like within the Switch's lifespan, I mean. I And here's the thing that's, that's difficult for me is... I've played Mother 3, um, the the fan translation, and this is going to get me in a lot of trouble. I don't know if it's necessarily stood the test of time. Because um, that's a fairly old game, right? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's more the novelty. Like, it's, it's the joke mm-hmm. that Half-Life 3 is. Half-Life 2 Episode 3, or whatever. Like, Half-Life 3. It's the same joke. Like, oh, I can't wait till we get Mother 3 on, on the... Switch 360 or whatever, like something ridiculous. I think it's more the novelty for it now. And yeah, it's not that it's a terrible game. I just don't know if it's necessarily stood the test of time and how it plays. Um, like, in, in, I'm, I'm going to top you even one here and say that like when I bought Earthbound, I was super, super excited to play it. And I don't think it's that great, actually. Comparatively to Super Mario RPG or Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy, like... It's not that good. The battle yeah. system is awkward. Very it's, odd uh, games, and the battle system is awkward. Yeah. It's, it's it's very difficult to, to learn. The, what sells Earthbound is like the quirkiness of the world, so I just want a new fleshed-out RPG with a new mechanic, a new system, but yeah. with to, that kind of same vibe to it. To me, is what I hope. Undertale is a spiritual successor to, to Mother, uh, to Earthbound, the Earthbound series. I mean, look, it's very obvious if you play the game. There, there's mm-hmm. obvious, like comparisons to be made and how the game mm-hmm. plays out and stuff. Um, but it's more of a modern telling of a modern game than Earthbound. And if you're going to get a new Earthbound game, I think it'd be drastically different than 
Earthbound and then Mother. And it, it would have to be because those games haven't aged well at all. No, I think and, like, that it would, it would have to be. Um, I don't know how they do. Like I, I, I'm. I was trying to think of like some of the games that you'd name, and I was trying to think about how these would translate into a modern game setting. And the only way that I could think of them doing this would be to do something like an I Am Setsuna esque graphics game um, with like the same characters or different characters in the same setting, and just do like a, a standard RPG like that, just like updated. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't know if we're going to get that. Cause I'm also thinking of games like, okay, ice climbers, you know, cause it sounds ridiculous, but they brought back Kid Icarus with Kid Icarus uprising. So obviously like they, there's the wherewithal and the ability to do this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But like, what would you do with ice climbers? Like where that, would you go with I that game? You have a tough, uh, mm-hmm. a tough time with. And that it's just, it's not the same thing, but it, you know that game hasn't necessarily stood the test of time in terms of like oh this is a a classic game that I'd love to see come back on the Switch like I don't know how they do that um, and with the same thing not the same thing but with with Mother and, and Earthbound they haven't necessarily like I said aged well they're not like a, a good whiskey you know that the older they get the more it's like ah this is kind of a grind to play through mm-hmm. um, it, it totally was I I didn't finish Earthbound because I was just yeah. like. I was like, this sucks, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's weird not being able to see my guys in battle. That that always threw me off. The battle system was just clunky and, and weird. And and that's where, that, know. you know, the nostalgia thing comes into, like, because mm-hmm. that was one of the games I never picked up when I was a kid. I never played Earthbound. No, me neither. I, I was one of, you know, contrasting with Colin from, you know, Colin's Us Stand now, Colin Moriarty. I wasn't really into JRPGs when I was a kid. Um, or, you know, RPGs in general. Like, I was awful at them. I was so bad. Paper Mario was, well, I think, yeah, Paper Mario was the first proper RPG I ever got into. And even then, I'd say that's a stretch. Um, and that took a lot of learning. Like, I had, yeah, I was a lot older when I finally beat those games. Um, but I wasn't really into RPGs as a kid. And even, Playing them now, like I am. I love RPGs. I love JRPGs. Um, I've got Persona 5 on my backlog for my PS4, and I cannot wait to play that game. But stuff like, you know, like you're talking about, Earthbound doesn't necessarily match up to what we've got now. Um, I, and I, I know think sounds... you'd have to completely redesign it. Oh, like, yeah. It, like from the ground up. Overhaul. Yeah. And... You know, people will say, oh, you, you you don't like Earthbound or Mother, but you loved Undertale. Like, you, you're correct. There's just everything about Undertale works for me and Mother and Earthbound don't. Um, I know that's a terrible, like, comparison. Um, mm. But I just, I think there'd be a very difficult time selling Earthbound. I don't know if Nintendo would know how to market it. Because <clears throat> the RPG series, RPG fan base, like JRPG fan base in... America is already very niche, and within that is Earthbound. I, I think if they made another Earthbound, it would be profitable, though, and I think that they would give like it would get Nintendo so much goodwill, and they need goodwill, you know. Yeah, I just don't know After how they, all the SNES classics and the. I just don't know how they would do it. Like, I don't know how they would go about remaking or revamping that game and breathe it into a modern setting to set it apart because they could just redo well, it with something like... I think you like, don't need to go... Like, I think you don't need to go crazy. You need to find a new game with a new battle system, right? Yeah. You can create the same quirky kind of world, well, same yeah, quirky kind of humor. If there was any ever a game that, you know, 
big for cell shaded graphics. It's earthbound. So and, it, and I'm you, not know, saying you have like, a style to it. That that should be what's what's changing. Like I'm I'm talking about like how you know, would you design the game? Like how would it play? Like would it be another type of like um I am Setsuna or Bravely Default game? Would it play like those? Would it be something we've seen before? And I think that that might be part of Nintendo's hesitancy to make another one. Not necessarily release Mother 3. Um, there are other reasons for why they can't or won't do that. Uh, but I, I feel like as, it's not that big of a thing just to, you know, create a battle system and go with it. I I could see where their hesitation might be, but I, I don't think that would be the hold up. Well, I feel like they're already taking... I feel like they think that they're already taking a risk with Metroid. I feel like they're like, yeah. oh, this isn't really one of our best-selling series, but there's a lot of fan demand, so let's, let's toss ah, it out there. That's not true. That's not true because they never promote Metroid, so that's why it doesn't sell. And the games that they have promoted, they've sold very well. No, 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 I know. I'm just FYI. saying, like, that's not one of, like, compared to Pokemon, Zelda, or Mario, who move, like, 20,000, yeah. you know, well, or mean, 20 compared, million or whatever. Compared to Pokemon, like, like pretty much nothing touches that except no, for I know. Mario. And, so. like, you're seeing, like, with Zelda and Mario and Pokemon and even Splatoon now, like, they're massive sellers. And Metroid hasn't really ever been that huge of a seller. Like, the, the Prime series didn't really top over, I think, a million uh, or Prime, two or three. Prime sold about three million copies. Yeah, so, so it wasn't, like, massive numbers. And I think Nintendo feels like they're taking a risk by making this. By putting in time to do it. They're like, this isn't mm. one of our best-selling, uh, you know... I'll, I'll debate you I on please. this, but this is probably a topic for a different day. Because there's, uh, there's a lot of intricacies to both the Metroid series and well, why they haven't sold more. Mm. And I know, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm like, Nintendo's the kind of, you know that meme where there's the guy on the bike that's like... Oh, Metroid series, and then sticks the stick in the bike, and then he falls over. He's like, oh, the Metroid series doesn't sell well, or something like that. Like, they do it to themselves. They shoot themselves in the foot with the way that they market these games, um, mm-hmm. poorly or lack thereof. Like, that's why the Wii U didn't sell well, among other reasons, but also because it, was, it really wasn't marketed. Um, and they, we've seen a completely different shift in mar- Nintendo marketing now. But yeah. that that being said, there is still that hesitancy like if in the past you've seen a specific IP not do well, you're probably not going to want to invest that much in that IP anymore. And, you know, whether or not that was what their thought process was this whole time is, is up for you know, up in the air. So we don't know. Um, but it, it's just weird. I, I think that they think that they're taking a risk because of like the historics behind it. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And if if there's any other uh, you know franchises that I skipped over, definitely let us know. Because that interests me about, uh, about Nintendo. Is this vast wealth of things that they have that they don't use? So yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. I'm I'm very interested to see because like like we said, like it's not like it's out of the question to see some of those games come back. Because it was out of the question for the longest time to get a Kid Icarus game. I don't think half of the people that played, or more than half of the people that played Kid Icarus Uprising, ever even touched the original Kid Icarus game. Mm-hmm. And so I, would, it, I bet you you're right. And so it, it wasn't even in the back of our minds, like, oh man, I hope we get another Kid Icarus game. So it's not impossible 
to get some of that stuff back, like another F zero or, you know, what have you. But it's just, it's, it's hard to conceive of that. Also because of the reasons that we're talking about too. Like how would you take a game that's older like that and modernize it for today's audience? Mm -hmm. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm hopeful about Nintendo's switch presence and, and game presence. Not about the SNES classic presence. We're not yeah. too, I, too I'm hopeful about the Switch too. I think we're gonna see some of these series come back. So. Yeah, I think Nintendo's gonna be exploring a lot of their old and a lot of their new with the Switch. Um just cause like uh there is or some of the things like they're they're rebuilding up uh not Kirby, Yoshi. Like we're seeing more Yoshi stuff now. Uh and that was something that, you know, we didn't really care to see, but now we're getting. Um, so we'll see again. I know we keep saying that a lot, but that's pretty much the only thing mm-hmm. that we can come to the conclusion on is that we're, we'll see where it takes us, where Nintendo decides that they want to go, and we'll follow them reluctantly. Follow them to the ends of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Because we love Nintendo. Yep. They're like the... Right. Uh, they love us, but they don't love us. Yes, it's tough love. Yep. So that's it for this week. We will see you guys next week. Same time, same channel. Yep. Have, a, have a good one, guys. Have a good, long, happy uh, Canada Day if you're Canadian. Or like 4th me. of July. Or 4th of July if you're American like uh, like, like him. Me. All right. Bye. All right. See you guys.